hail our fair Riverdale. Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. <laughs> I feel like we did this out of order. Oh, uh, yeah, well. That's yeah. okay. Such is life. How, is, how are things, John? Oh my god, things are just... So terrible. Good. Just the world is oh, a mess. Wait, really? And <laughs> okay. So I thought you were going to say you're going to Vegas, you're excited, but you're right, this is fine as well. Sorry, this just. I didn't want to brag. In fact, it's not really bragging, it's just telling people about oh, your life. Yes. It's cool. Things are great. Things I'm are going fun. to Las Vegas this it's weekend. It's so fun. Are you going to ride the Stratosphere rides like I suggested? Um, I we think someone suggested that, that to was, me. That was me. Well, yeah, I but I also like talked to my parents, and they were like, it's you got to so do cool. this thing. It's so cool. Watch like I watch on the news tomorrow. Like, group of eight dies on ride at Stratosphere. <laughs> Whoever recommended that <laughs> should feel super guilty. Anyway. Let's see. One thing we don't feel guilty about, a five-star review. <laughs> Do you want to read it, John? Uh, is it just this one new one? I believe so, right? Unless the Riverdale. Yeah, 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 this is new. Okay, so it's titled Smiley Face or like Wide Grin Face Emoji Heart Emoji by Claire 13 Clara. I truly love your, I truly, all caps, love your podcast. This podcast makes me love a Riverdale even more. Yeah, it was obviously a Your impression her. of Betty is spot on. Thank you. Uh, blushing smiley face emoji. Thank you for loving Riverdale as much as we do. Oh, that one got heart. me real hard. Real hard. Thank you so much. Honestly, that's the nicest thing. Thank you. I really like how many people are saying that they like my <laughs> Betty impression. Uh, say you really like it as Betty would say she really likes it. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. It's so hard. Hold on. I really like it, Polly. <laughs> so I don't know. Should I cut out Polly gets, as no, your touchstone? It just gets into it. Polly's gone. We may never see Polly again. We're going to see her in the Christmas episode. Ugh. Polly's coming back for Christmas. Fine. Guys. I guess that. She's going to come back. I guess that makes sense. Polly is my sister, and she's going to come back for Christmas, which is when my brother, Chip. Chick. Chick? Chick. Chick. Is going totally to, normal name. Is going to also come for Christmas. And we're all really excited. I and then the baby's going to get born. The twins. Which means, which means Polly can leave town and we never see her again. Yeah, you are not a Polly fan. I'm just pretty cynical about how they realize nobody likes the character. They messed up with it and they don't have anything to do with her at this point. Are you a fan of Tarantino? I am a fan of Tarantino. Because, Why? Because I was getting there. Today, we are talking about Death Proof, Chapter 19, Death Proof, which is the one of the two films in the Grindhouse Double Feature by Tarantino. It's a 2007 American exploitation film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, and it stars Kurt Russell as a stuntman who murders young women in staged car accidents using Death Proof stunt car. Yeah. Which, really? Did you ever see? No, you never saw a Grindhouse. Wait, what is a death? What does death proof mean? I don't understand. So he is a uh, stunt driver. Uh huh. And for for big car car stunts in movies, they would build these cars that are essentially death proof. Like you, you're just perfectly safe, but only in the driver's seat. So, like, there's a scene where he has this girl in the passenger seat. He's like, you really got to be sitting where I am. And then he crashes into something, and he's fine, and she 
dies. It's dead. Uh, Wait. So why don't we just build all cars like this? Oh, because it, cause it's also like a bare bones kind of thing on the inside. And uh-huh. Like, you don't get any of the aesthetic features of, like, music, uh, okay, rate, so like, like, like navigation. Uh, you have an iPhone. It's a movie, so okay, it's not realistic. fine, whatever. But it's also, I think this is how we stop car accident deaths. Wait, so he's a murderer. Or good driving habits. Yes. So he's a serial killer, basically. Yes, of young women. This is such a good movie idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't wait to read this Wikipedia page in Planet entirety. Terror, the other one from the Grindhouse Double Feature, is my favorite. Is that... It it's the Robert Rodriguez one. Yeah. It's got, um... What's her face? Rose with McGowan. A, Rose McGowan with a gun for a leg. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that one's a little bit sillier. It's... It seems pretty silly. <laughs> This is so cool. I'm so excited about reading this Wikipedia page. Not uh, seeing the movie. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, faces you might actually recognize, too. Kurt Russell? I've heard of him. No, no, no. The, of the women. Let's see. I think it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Zoe Bell's in it. She's, like, already a stunt woman, though. Yes. Rosaria Dawson. She's on purpose, though. She is, like, the stunt woman character. Ooh, Eli Roth. I like, like him. does this awesome stunt where she's, like, riding on the front of his car. And, like, it's all real, because, like, they just cast a stunt woman in the parts. They don't have to hide her face or anything. So this episode was written by two people, Arabella Anderson and Tessa Williams. Now, for Tessa Williams, she, this is her second writing credit, and they're both for Riverdale. Uh, She did Chapter 6, Faster Pussycat, Kill, Kill. Is she a staff writer, or is she the writer's assistant? Uh, I don't know what her position is on, yeah, it, it wouldn't. But that's so cool. Good job, guys. And the other writer, Arabella Anderson, this is... Uh, <gasps> she wrote Star. Wrote for Star. She wrote an episode for Star. This is her first Riverdale episode. And then she's, uh, she also wrote an episode of Transparent. Oh. In 2015. Cool. I love Transparent. I haven't watched the new season yet. I've never watched any of it. It's really good. I know. I just wish Amazon weren't so proud of it. Like they're <laughs> like it's they're just like thing. we got transparent baby and they market the hell out of it know, around Emmy really season good. every year and it just makes me mad. <laughs> I think you would enjoy it. Not it wouldn't be like it your just, kind of show necessarily, mm. but I think you would appreciate its value. Uh, now the director was Maggie Kelly. This is her first episode of Riverdale, but she has done an episode of American Horror Story, uh, Scream Queens, something called Guidance. Oh, and she's gonna do Insatiable, which she's I'm really insatiable. excited for. What is Insatiable? Okay, so Insatiable is about a girl. She's, like, um, heavy and overweight, and then she, I think, has an accident or of some sort or gets into a fight, and they end up having to sew her jaw shut, so she loses a lot of weight, and she becomes hot, like the girl from um, that show on Disney Channel, Jessie Hot, because it's the same actress. And then she teams up with, like, this beauty pageant coach, but it's, like, super dark. I, this reminds me greatly of a plot from an episode of Smallville. Is this, does this happen? No, Amy Adams uh, is this, like, she was, like, chunky in, in freshman year. But then by senior year, she gets hit by the meteor rocks in town, which, like, do weird effects to people. Yes, she was in an episode of Smallville. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and gets turned, like, super hot. Uh, but she now, like... 
she she eats all the time. Sounds so great. And like has a super metabolism. And there's like this shot of her like standing over a deer she just hit with her car, and her like jaw unhinges and goes super wide, and she eats the deer. Why? That episode messed me up when I was little. That's why would they go that route on it? Because mm. see, it could have been a really nice metaphor for puberty, and instead it was weird deer murder. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyway. It was like a plastic surgery thing. Oh my god, Riverdale. I've Uh, heard of it. I've heard of it. I'm excited about watching it maybe one day. So, I got beef with this episode. Oh, I thought it was so fun. I thought a lot of the... I thought... I liked a lot of it, okay? Yeah, I liked. I liked a lot of the transitions were really strong. The interactions were good, but... If, I feel like it kind of did a disservice to some of the characters. Okay. Which characters? All of them. Okay. All of them. In a pretty blatant <laughs> attempt because they just really, really, really wanted to get to that street race that they also did not deliver. Um, I don't care about the street race and I fast forwarded it. I'm not kidding. Fast forward through the, what, the four <laughs> seconds of street race? No, I didn't fast forward through it. I just stopped like like paying as close attention. Is that terrible? I mean, I don't understand why you why you did that. Why you can't absorb scenes that 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 are involving any kind of action in any way. No, I mostly I just had a really tight timeline last night, or not last night. I watched it during the day, and I had to like run off to the office, and then I was like, okay, I have exactly forty four minutes to watch this show, and so I had to make myself a snack. Um, so I was using the microwave to heat up my orzo. In that time of the street. I'm not kidding. Your what? My orzo salad. Ian made me orzo. What is orzo? It looks kind of like rice, but it's pasta. You would like it. I feel like you'd appreciate Probably, it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Ian's, Ian's a great cook. Thank like. you. I know. It was great. So, <laughs> whatever. Everyone loves Ian. Okay. I was really sad that he didn't get to see you today. I'm sad I don't get to see him every day. I know. It's sad. So, okay, let's start with Jughead. Because the episode, <laughs> the episode starts with Jughead and Tony the morning after. Tony's the best, and Jughead's the fucking. By the way, worst. Tony, like I, I definitely saw the chemistry in the scene where she's like looking him up and down, and she's like wearing his shirt and all that. Tony, what are you doing? You can do so much better. But that's the thing. Like th- this, this scene implies that oh, they did it. I and know. Then the next scene with them when they're in when that's- the diner. They explicitly state, no, we did not. So, see, that makes me feel so much better. So much better. And that makes me feel like someone behind the scenes decided, no, we don't want to imply that they did it. We want to make sure he's still a virgin. I don't... Because I still feel like they're, they're planning to do a story where he has sex, and he's like, oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> oh my god, this is the worst. And, like, he starts going down the asexual route. Yeah. <clears throat> and until then... They're going to be a little bit weird about it. Uh, and that that kind That's of... That's cool. That would be really cool. I, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't mean... I mean, I, Jughead is clearly not aromantic. He's just... I mean, if he is asexual, which we don't know for sure in the show, mm-hmm. that's not the same as, as not having romantic feelings. So he can still be in love with... It's not... I feel like a lot of people thought that, like, Jughead being potentially asexual meant that Jughead was no, not interested in romantic relationships which is not always how it is 
what I really did like around that scene, though, was, like, while they're in the diner, uh, Betty and, uh, and Archie are, like, walking, and you're just following them walking. You don't realize where they're going until they turn, and suddenly they're walking towards the diner, and it's, like, looming behind them. And, like, the, the foreboding I felt in my heart at that moment is, like, oh, God, oh, God, no, walk away. Don't go to the diner. Why are you all going there today? Is it a school day? They go always, to school. They always go to the diner. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it exists outside of time, I you're think. Right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. The riots were just last week for exactly. them. Exactly. It's so weird how that works. <laughs> Betty. I mean, here's the thing. I, like, kind of love Tony Tobias, but I hate... Jughead liking Tony Topaz. Did you like when Tony Topaz said that she prefers girls? I loved that. That was my favorite part of the entire series. Wow, okay. She's just so great. Like, why is she wasting her time with Jughead? And then I got my answer. There is no reason. She's no. not wasting her time with Jughead. Yeah. She was bored. Mm-hmm. We've all been there, Tony Topaz. Yeah. Clearly, Jughead isn't over... This This is my other thing. Like, this episode undoes all the forward momentum the last episode did. Okay. Because it puts Jughead back together with Archie and back together with Betty. And it puts Betty and Veronica back together. And the Black Hood has nothing to say about any of it. Well... He's too busy killing a man who we didn't know existed before (laughs) this episode... And really, we ran through that Sugar Man mystery very quickly. That is what I was actually going to text you this, but I didn't have time. I was like, so... I was clearly wrong about the Sugar Man being a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's something we don't know. Also, okay, so the Sugar Man. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Let's, Let's talk about the Sugar okay, Man. the Sugar Man. I'm very... There have been many Sugar Men. <laughs> multiple Sugar Men. I'm extremely confused. Number one, confused about the fact that a public school teacher mm-hmm. would be a drug king fan. Yeah. Is that his cover? Does he secretly have a lot of money? Or is he, like, struggling to make ends meet? Because if he's a struggling to make ends meet drug dealer, who gives a fuck? Like, why does the Black Hood care that much? I mean, I guess why the Black Hood cares, but, like, why? Hmm. Because he's, like, he deals drugs by, by night. But then during day, he stands in school and is like, don't do drugs to these well, kids. see, I interpreted that differently after we learned who he was. I interpreted it as he doesn't want Jughead, like, r- uncovering his identity mm. because maybe people already know. Oh, that's a good point because it doesn't seem know? concerned about kids doing Jingle Jangle. Right. No, I think it's that the idea was don't hang out in the gangs. You're going to find out who I am. Maybe be weird. he started out as an idealistic school teacher because he said that he used to run the newspaper and all that. Right. And then the South Side just kind of broke him down over time. Yeah, it seems And he was like, if these kids are going to be fucking up and doing drugs all the time, I might as well profit profit from it it in some way. And then Cliff Blossom was like, hey, I'm looking for a new sugar man. (laughs) You're going to call me a sugar sugar man? man? (laughs) It's like, please don't call me that. Too late, baby. Uh, (laughs) So creepy. I do like the filler, though, we kind of got from... The Jason Blossom story. I kind of wish we got some sort of flashback. Um, I guess they don't have that guy on tap anymore. No. Jason. Yeah, I guess not. Trevor Steins. Trevor Steins, do you ever want to come on the podcast? Hey. Yeah, the fans would love to hear your voice for the first time ever. It would be really cool. (laughs) It would be super cool. Mm. Just shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Do you want them to slide into your DMs? Yeah, but that sounds weird. That is what I would want, but not in a weird way. The way you're making it sound, it's weird the way you're making it sound. I don't understand. Anyway. 
I'm sorry if you guys hear something that sounds like a leaf blower, by the way. It's a leaf blower. It's a leaf blower, but they usually do not do this on Fridays. They're dealing with some street stuff, and most of the parking right now is like... No parking between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Fun. The other day, they uh, they filmed Baskets on my street. Do you ever watch Baskets on I FX? do not watch Baskets. I don't, I don't really... Either. I'm not really in for Zach Galifianakis' humor most of the time. That's fine. There was a truck, though, that had his face on it. I was parked on the street. Great. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's a prop. And it was really cool. Okay, so let's talk about the Southside Serpents and the Ghoulies and the street race. Let's... So there's a street race. <laughs> yes. Uh, because apparently the serpents now want to team up with the ghoulies. Yeah. What are the ghoulies? Oh, wait. No. We got to go back further. We got to talk about the, um, the, the, the family intervention meeting thing where every cast member of the show is in the same room together. Oh, okay. I have theories about this. This is after, this is after Nick St. Clair, the fall of that. Which, by the way, he's still alive. Black Hood didn't kill him. That would have been so... Like Betty wanted him to. It's another one of Black Hood's cute little tricks where he's like, see, you're just like me. See, the Black Hood, though, didn't kill him, but Hiram Lodge fucked him up. Oh. So. Yeah. Dark Veronica, "Mm." I am here for it. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. So, Cheryl is now powerless in her own life, and that's another one of my problems with this episode. Is that like her mom takes control after this after this event? Even though in the pi- in the premiere of the season, Cheryl made it pretty clear that she's running the show from her house now, and then right. now she's not, and it's not it does it doesn't there it's not shown to me in a way that suggests it's because of what just happened. No, uh, which yeah. could have been a great thing if her mom saw the opportunity and like took power away from her daughter while she's in this like bad state i know i'm being nitpicky mm-hmm. but her entire face was covered I in know, bandages. i know i know i know i know she okay. looks fine she looks great better than ever it's like she got a chemical peel yeah and all of this bothers me because it feels like we're almost like pretending it never happened but then sometimes cheryl will be like i burned my house down like she'll just yeah. mention it in casual conversation <laughs> which is how i would do it if i was like that badass and i burned out my whole house <laughs> And yet destroyed all my father's, like, files for his drug dealing and yeah, things like wow. that. Yeah, wow. Could have made life a lot easier for a lot of people, Cheryl. Yeah. Though apparently the, the sugar man is NBD. Yeah. The sugar man is, like... Problem a, solved. He's, like, a fairy tale character, and yet he's, like, also just some dude. Do you think we never have to say take the word uh, jingle jangle seriously again? JJ. You know what's weird? Cheryl Blossom used to call her brother JJ, and, like, that's what they're calling Jingle Jangle. But does she call Jingle Jangle JJ? No, but it's still weird. Then it's weird. fine. Unless, in a way, Jingle Jangle is Jason Blossom living on. Oh, my God, that's such a good... That's so smart. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> You're right. That's what it is. It's so uh, smart. I forget the context of the big family meeting starting in the first place. Do you remember? Mm, yes, they're going to report. Veronica went to her parents about and Miss Cheryl. about Cheryl. Yeah. They did all together. And then they were like, nah, it's fine. Let's not. And it winds up with like all of the teen kids and all of their parents in, I think, the Andrews home together, including Reggie's mom, who yeah, for the first time, who's shocked that her son shocked. is involved with drugs. Oh, my God. He's so beautiful, Reggie. 
He is so cute. Can we just talk about it? He's like too cute. There's a moment later where he's like flirting with Josie. Oh my god! And I'm, I'm pretty like, on board oh, for that. I'm so on board for it. Yeah. I like that he called her Beyonce as though it was an insult. It's like you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Beyonce yes. is could never be an insult. No. To anyone. I, if somebody called me Beyonce, I would just be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you really? Really? And then they'd be like, no, and I would be like, mm, burn, okay, burn. It's fair. Brutal. Yeah. It's I agree, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it uh ah. Uh, Everyone, every single parent in that room apparently already knew that Alice Cooper was a Southside Serpent. So I am very curious as to what was the point of the reveal last week. This is what I'm talking about. This episode's weird because it has like huge problems like that. But then you get amazing moments like the mayor be like, oh, I'm shutting down Southside. And then she just like <laughs> kicks down the door in the school and points with her perfect arms and be like, arrest <laughs> them, arrest them. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that, by the way. No, no, that... There's a town rule that says, depending on how nice your arms you are, you can get away with those right. things. And she's, like, the most gorgeous person oh on the, in the entire planet, so, like, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, her arms are great. Real, real good arms. <laughs> but I do love, like, the, the sheriff's department guys and, like, their cute little hats coming in and slamming kids against lockers. Yeah. Also. This is Trump's America, people. I'm also, like, saying. this is the beginning of, like, Archie and Jughead are just friends again. Archie just comes in and be like... Yeah, yeah, forget about everything I said to you last week. We gotta get out of here now, because the cops are coming. There they are. Leave girlfriend behind. And then runs out with Jughead. But Jughead <laughs> still comes back to the window so we can look in and see Tony and Sweet Pea getting arrested. So, yeah. Archie just wanted to be involved. That's the thing. Because you'll find that Archie wants to shoehorn himself into every single plot point that he's not actually Well, he missed out on a lot of them last season. I know. But he's still not involved in this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I love Archie. This is the most useful thing he did. Like, he saved Jughead from going to jail with his dad. Oh, his dad's back this episode. That was another great transition. They're like, you know, we have to talk to. And then they had the sound of a prison door closing. And it's just them, like, like at, the, at the thing with FP. By the way, I like there's two uh, phones yeah. In the, uh, in there, there are there usually two, two phones? phones? Aren't there so they can hear each other, John? No, neither of us have ever been to. Why would somebody No, no, no. no. There's the phone? phone on one side, the phone on the other, but Archie and Jughead both had a phone on oh, that side. Then I don't know if that's real. Which. Probably real. Why wouldn't I, it be real? I just think it's a chance for small comedy to be passing the one phone back and forth between them. Sure. Yeah, that's definitely worth it. I'm sure people talk to people two on one, mm-hmm. right? This happens. It's a thing. So Archie and Jughead kind of make up right after this. And and they decide to help stop the ghoulies and the Southside Serpents from emerging. I hate the ghoulies. Which, they're, and they're even more nonsensical than the Southside <laughs> Serpents. There's this yes. guy who refuses to wear a shirt. That is my favorite character. Who's just like, yo, Jingle Jangle comes from me, baby. It's going all around town. I love and him. And Serpents and... and, and Bearded guy is named Tallboy. That's his name. That's what Ian calls Stella. <laughs> Tallboy? Because, uh, or no, Longboy. That's what, oh. yeah. That's what he calls Stella. It's cute. We should call Tallboy Stella then. Oh my god, Stella. <laughs> but he, uh, apparently, since he's now running the Serpents, he wants to get in on Jingle Jangle. Which, what? based on the way they describe the medical effects of it, it's cocaine. 
I it's guess. just cocaine. It's cocaine you eat? It's cocaine you... Well, I mean, you can rub cocaine on your lips or on I know, your but gums. I don't think you can, eat, like, swallow a large quantity of cocaine. I mean, you can. It's probably not it recommended. Will, but I think it kills you. Might, yeah. Yeah. But what if it were just a pixie stick-sized serving of cocaine? No, I think that would kill you. Oh. 100%. Well, the jingle jangle don't isn't do cocaine. It, it's jingle jangle. Right. So, I just really want them to remove the name jingle jangle. Like, call it JJ. I still hate that, actually. But call it anything but Jiggle Jangle. Too bad, man. It's just, it's literally based on an Archie Comics song. And, like, there's yeah. so many things in... Everything is based off an Archie Comics right, something but here. There are so many things within the Archie Comics universe that would make such a better name for a drug. Yeah, but I kind of enjoy the fact that they went with the silliest thing possible. Like, it sounds like it's just a street name for something real. But they refuse to give you the real name. Yeah. Well, it's definitely... It must be some sort of... Yeah. But it is hilarious to see all these actors saying Jingle Jangle with utmost conviction. Yeah. But not being able to deliver on it. Yeah. I like how Veronica is so cash about it, though. It's like, we may have done the Jingle Jangle. We may have, like... Yeah. Yeah. And FP, FP tells uh, Archie and Jughead to race the ghoulies. He says something like, get your Riverdale drift on. And I'm like, Riverdale drift? Fast and Furious, Riverdale drift. <laughs> Man, they really, they really lost. That's, that's in the alternate universe where the Fast and Furious movies turned into straight-to-DVD features. Yeah, which is kind of shocking that they did not. Dude, that franchise became like one of the biggest global juggernauts. Do you think that they have death-proof cars? I'm sorry, are those real? Like, I don't understand. How can you have a car that is so strong that it doesn't kill you? Can you explain that? I uh, can't, because I'm not a car guy. Okay, cool. Okay, so no. So I'm not going to learn more today. You're not about death-proof stunt cars. Please tweet at us. I'm curious. If you have a physics degree, tweet at me about this. Oh my god, I hope we secretly have, like, I know. science people following us. Science. No offense to fandom people, but... No, I mean, they could be both, John. You don't know. What? It could be both. What? Science-y and fandom-y. How? I don't know, people like science and comic books. But that would require people to be complex creatures with much more going on underneath the I surface. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe in 2027. That's all I'm saying. Ugh. Okay. Well, we maybe we'll, we'll all be dead by then. Right. Ten so. years seems far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fun, you kids. And really, I really, I really want to talk about this street race because there's a lot going on, and then nothing going on, <laughs> and that frustrates me greatly. But can we talk about Cheryl's amazing outfit? For example, everyone wore an outfit for this. Yes. From our team, everyone showed up in like fifties manners dresses. I and, you. and like, why are they all there if it's the serpents challenge and the ghoulies? None of them represent the serpents. Oh, why is Archie in the car with Jughead? I didn't. I actually didn't get that part of this story. Yeah, he was challenging the ghoulies on behalf of the serpents, and if Jughead won, the ghoulies would stop selling Jingle Jangle and like shut down. But if the ghoulies won, then they get all the serpents territory Which and basically I... control them yeah 
You get the white worm. Yeah, they would get the bar instead of their like weird little underground room, which we never saw an entrance to. So it's just an interior set with no exterior establishing shot. It's uh, at the bottom of Bowling Alley. I feel like I believe that. Uh, did someone say that or did you no, see I that? No, I made it up. Then I don't think so. You don't think so? It just seems that like... That would require the south side to have a bowling alley. I'm sure the south side has a bowling alley. No, nah, I'm betting it's more in like the bottom of a garbage mall. Like one of those like malls with mall. like, like got a movie theater and like maybe three other stores. A like lot a of empty Penny. places now leasing. Yeah. A defunct JCPenney. Mm. Like it says JCPenney on the outside, but it's all shut down. We have a mall like that on Long Island. It's like right by... Another huge mall, mm-hmm. and it used to have the Rainforest Cafe, but now it doesn't have like anything. It's uh, I'm thinking of this mall in um, Woodland Hills that I call oh. the Garbage Mall. Oh, because it's next to the really nice mall. Yeah, it's Hills. next to the really nice yeah. mall, but this one's just completely decrepit except for so the funny. AMC, and the AMC wants to move to the nice mall. Yeah, they're like, and they'll just it. tear that whole place down because like if you're not they going to movies there, you're just going to be like. This place is garbage. And you don't want to be going to a movie theater around nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, the part of the fun of the movie theaters is, like, if you're at the Grove and you're going to see a movie, you have the Cheesecake Factory beforehand. Yeah. Unless there's an hour wait before and after Murder on the Orient Express. I, this feels like a real thing this that's happened happened last here. week. Yeah. I just read this great diatribe on, like, the weird interior decorations. I also read, did you read that on my Twitter? Because my uh, friend tweeted it that at me. Shout I don't out know to if Courtney. it came from you. I think it came from a different friend. It's but amazing. Like, yeah, my this guy like, "What the hell are we doing in here?" My favorite part of it is how fancy it seems, and then they serve you plastic <laughs> cups and wicker bread baskets. The plastic cheese- wicker bread baskets. The, my favorite um, restaurant though in the entire world is the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, I think they have one in Vegas. Or they have the Grand Lux Cafe. So you're going to go to the Grand Lux Cafe. You want me to go to Las Vegas. And of all the, the food choices there, yes, you want me listen. to go to the Cheesecake Factory. No, no, I want you to go to the Grand Lux Cafe at the Bellagio. Okay. Cool. Do you have any other plans? I, don't, I have no plans. So then go to the Grand Lux Cafe. I don't. It's I, open 24 no, hours. No, what I mean is I'm not the planner. Okay, it's open 24 hours. It's the sister restaurant of the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> okay. And they have fresh baked cookies. Great. You're welcome. You know, a lot of bakeries have fresh baked cookies. It's not a bakery. Cookies. It's a restaurant. It's even fancier than the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> oh, I want to go there so bad. So there's all this build-up to this street race. Cheryl even, like, pushes Tony Topaz aside so she can start it herself. No, her she cute says, little outfit that she bought for this occasion. And she's still recovering from, like, a traumatic event. So how is she fine here for this? My favorite thing about it is she says, what is it, move, move over, Chachi? Yeah. It, do, do yeah, I know. It's a straight-up Grease reference. I know. Uh, oh, yeah, and earlier there's a scene of, like, uh, Betty working on the car Aww. and like making up with Jughead, so like they're fine also because he's not telling voice? her that he heavy petted with Tony Topaz. I think they should have slept together. Can I do my dramatically? Voice? I think it would have been better. Yes, do your voice, Jughead. What do you mean you slept with Tony Topaz? But he didn't sleep with Tony Topaz. Wait, you didn't sleep with Tony Topaz? Oh my god! But if you did sleep with her, do you think that sex would be fun or like kind of unpleasant? <laughs> Because a lot of fans really want to know. Basically, what I keep coming back to is there's this Whedonism. I'm not sure how popular he is among people at this point, but um, <laughs> there's a difference. There, there's something called a moment 
which is like earned from from the way characters act and react and have been for so long that like it had to come to this point and it's huge and amazing. And there's a movement where you 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 want the moment becomes forced, where it doesn't feel like you naturally arrive to this point, and 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 it feels feels cheap and unearned. Wait, and, is this a Whedonism? Yeah, being cheap and unearned. No, no, no. The the different the things the the both of those terms. Okay. Like, he, like he's talked about them. Uh, like he cut something from the second Avengers movie, a Hulk moment that he uh, he he was like a moment that for he as he kept writing, he turned into a movement. Like he didn't earn it, so he just cut it entirely. Well, uh, wasn't there, like, people were weird about the fact that Scarlett Johansson's character was like, I can't have kids, like, in the middle of, like, an Avengers movie, that, and everyone was like, that didn't seem earned at all. Uh, it, people weren't mad because it didn't seem earned. People were mad because she reduced herself to, like, my worth is in being able to foster children as a woman. Yeah, yeah. And, like, how could you love me like that? And how? I'm a monster because of oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's why people were upset about that one. That's fair. That's gross. But... How could you fit in a suit like that if you're pregnant, I'm going say? The race... Oh, right, the race in Riverdale. ...feels like a movement. It feels like someone in the writer's room said, and we do a street race episode. And then they did everything in their power to get the characters to this point. I was having fun. And then the race starts. And then someone on the writing team was like, oh, but we can't actually afford a street race. <laughs> so Archie called the cops. Archie would fucking call the cops. Yeah. I'm not here for this turn, Jughead. I don't know what voice that was. It was, like, very wild, so I'm sorry. It was a bad Archie version. So he, like, forces Jughead to stop. Like, he pulls on the emergency brake and lets the other guys get ahead. But just around the bend, the cops were waiting. And they just arrested the other team. I'm not here for these terms. Turns. Turns? I don't know. Sorry. He just seemed very frantic. I don't really appreciate you insulting the moment you refuse to watch. That's true. That's fair. You're right. He didn't sound like that. So He was not that upset. In Archie's head, he's saving Jughead. But he kind of just screwed the entire Southside Serpents. Because now, like, the race was aborted. The Serpents look like the guys who call the cops now. Uh, Tallboy, like, admonishes them for this. Uh, the ghoulies and the serpents probably just straight go to war now. It's gonna be bad. Do you think it's gonna be as bad as the riots? You know what? I don't think anything could ever really be <laughs> as bad as the riots. So dangerous that every element of them has been erased from existence, <laughs> except for Pop's memory. I was here through the Riverdale riots? What? What? <laughs> Meanwhile, Betty and Veronica also make up. Yeah, she's... Uh, and it's just kind of like, Betty just tells Veronica. I love the transition, so like, though. Yeah, again, great transitions so in this good. episode. Where she's just like, try me, and then they just cut to, so what you're telling me is everything you just told me. And also she's drinking, the, Betty is drinking the milkshake to like the last drop. Yeah. Like, you can hear like the last drop of the milkshake. But I just, like, so is the Black Hood just not a threat anymore? Because he's not, like, she, he's telling, she's telling everyone he told her not to tell. I think that the Black Hood doesn't actually really want to hurt Betty. And I think that's... No, that's why he's threatening her family. Yeah, I don't think that... But he's threatening them. But I don't... If the Black Hood really wanted to, he would shoot Alice Cooper. If he really wanted to, he would shoot Hal Cooper. Yeah, he really well, to I mean, why would he shoot himself? Yeah, yeah, Hal is not the Black Hood. Why not? Because it's Because it makes sense? It doesn't make sense. It why? really doesn't make sense. Why not? Because we barely see Hal. Exactly. What's he up to? I don't know. What we have seen of him does support it. It's Sheriff Keller. 
You know it's Sheriff Keller. No, it doesn't really support it. It's Sheriff Keller. We've seen Sheriff Keller more times in this episode than... I hope it's never a Keller. I hope you think it's a Keller every time, and it never turns out to be one. It's Sheriff Keller. Well, the thing that's really annoying is the stupid green eyes thing, which has to be a red herring. Yeah. But I think what's going to happen is someone's in someone's house. Let's just pretend... No idea whose house this is, okay? okay. We're just going to just whatever. Okay. Someone's in someone's house, and they're going to be like, can I use the bathroom? And then X person's going to be like, yeah, sure, blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to go and look through the medicine cabinet, and then their eyes are going to stop on, wait. Green, green contact, contact lenses. Yes. And you heard it here first if they go with this route. <laughs> I, I really hope they do. I hope you're right on that one. Because it's the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like... Otherwise, we've or, never met Or someone who certainly normal is doing the big reveal, and they take off normal color contact lenses that and is... reveal it's been green the whole time. And you're like, wait, why are you wearing <laughs> contact lenses for decades <laughs> to not show your eyes are green? That is also a very distinct And he's like, a witch cursed me in Greendale. Oh, my. Oh, shit. I was joking. I was joking. Shit. That's a great idea. That's such a good idea. So good. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Love it. So Nick St. Clair doesn't die. In fact, he, Betty like runs over to his to his hotel room and he's just angry and in a uh, bathroom. So I have to talk about this. My favorite author, my favorite, my problematic fave, okay, is Brett Easton Ellis. Um, he wrote American Psycho and Lesson Zero, um, and. Nick St. Clair is apparently, like, based on all the characters kind of from those novels. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically, basically, like, the sociopathic, emotionally bankrupt, rich boy kind of type, like, American Psycho's Patrick Bateman or, like, sort of, like, Sean Bateman from The Rest of Attraction, like, just kind of, like, gives no fucks, whatever, um... And so I was really excited because there's a point in the in the episode where he's where Cheryl is at the diner with him. And oh yeah. She's like, "You're a less than zero demon," which I'm like, nobody gets that unless they read the interview with uh, Roberto beforehand, like mm-hmm. I did, and also have a tattoo of less than zero on their bodies. So the less than zero quote. That almost invites a greater discussion of like what it is to, to interact with a show at this point. Mm. Sometimes I feel like modern TV shows require you to have been reading the interviews and yeah. like be aware of these extraneous circumstances to get what's going on in it because they're they all become a little bit metatextual at one point or another. Wow, that's real deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean I don't know how to really watch a television show now because of my job and just because of how I am as a person. I don't really know how to just watch a TV show on a weekly basis and, like, not really think about it. And obviously you don't either because... And if you're listening to this... You don't either. It's because you... I mean, you you crave to have a deeper conversation on it and interact with people. And, uh, I mean, I know I certainly seek out loads more internet content when I don't know anyone else around me who's watching the show I'm watching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny. It's like Riverdale, I spend oodles and oodles of time, like looking into but even shows like like i love this is us oh my god oh my oh god my did god. you see the latest episode oh my god, Kevin. that broke me my sister um texted me before i watched the episode she's like i don't care about kevin so this oh, episode i do now if i didn't yeah. before i do now i just interviewed um john 
I'm going to butcher his last name, John Hurtis, who plays Miguel. And um, one thing that he said was that he is, he really relates to Kevin. Mm -hmm. um, And partially because he's an actor, but partially for other reasons. And I thought, when that interview hopefully comes out, you should, I'll read it because it's a really interesting quote and he's a really interesting guy. But, um, cool. Yeah, no, sorry. But anyway, no, because this is us. I don't really. I guess I know a lot of people who watch it, but I don't really talk about it that much with people. But I'm always on, like, Reddit looking for things. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how Jack died. That's the only thing I need to know. Pretty sure it was in a fire. No. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. Maybe it was in a fire. Most likely it was in a fire. But, like, what were the circumstances? Did you go back oh, to save the dog? Yeah. Do you think that's what happened? Oh, God. Was it the washing machine? Did the washing machine explode? Is that how he died? Uh... I- We'll probably figure find out at the end of the season. Okay, I'm gonna tell you my watch. But I hope we get a lot more stuff with the teenage kids mm. and even some college time with those guys. The girl, the kid, Kate is so pretty. I agree, and teenage Kevin is amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Holy he doesn't. Crap. The weird thing though about teenage Kevin, and I don't think this is really bad writing as much as it's just he's a different person. But he seems so. They they look a lot alike, and their mannerisms are very similar. But they they have different personality traits. But I think that's. Why? The, the yeah. event we see in this episode is what shifts him entirely. Yeah. I really don't like how young, young Kevin and Randall interact. Yeah. It makes me upset. Yeah. And it's always kind of sad when the adults told each other, it's like, man, we did not have a good childhood together. It made me sad. Riverdale? Riverdale. 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 So Veronica Lodge tells her parents that you know, Nick St. Clair tried something on her and all of a sudden they shift everything. Like they were kind of victim blaming yeah, on Cheryl before. Which is, by the way, it was, I'm glad that they kind of called it out because that made me like very sick. And I love that we were not really supposed to take any, we we're not supposed to take the parents side here. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be very much team Cheryl, um, who is not valuing herself very much in this scene, which was sad. Yeah. But but it uh, it convinces them to run the St. Clair's car off the road in a tragic accident. And when they <laughs> tell Veronica that, she's like, oh, well. Honestly, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the whole family bought off uh, Mrs. Blossom to, like, shut Cheryl up. It, shut it's it such down. a timely episode. It's so prescient. It's crazy. It's so insane. I know. And it's, like, almost a little nauseating, but mm-hmm. yeah. And Cheryl, like, has to spend this episode navigating both this happened to me, or almost happened to me, and Betty really, really, really wants me to look into this Sugar Man thing. Yeah. Which, how does Betty even... Oh, right. Black Hood tells her to find out who the Sugar 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 Man is. Who the Sugar Hood is, so we can uh, send him to Sugar Hell. And... Betty, I don't remember if he gives her a tip or if she figures out on her own to be like, the Blossoms probably know if they're a drug dealer. Well, well, Keller says, oh, you know who the sugar man is? It's Cliff Blossom. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, okay, I'll go to Cheryl. Right. And Cheryl's like, no, it's the monster in my bed. Right. Mom told me the sugar man was going to eat me. So you have like a dad who's like a drug kingpin. Yes. And yet, for some reason, the sugar man is like... The bad guy? This whole thing was really confusing. Like, 
hits his like underworld contact or something. Yeah, it was a little confusing. But Jingle Jangle didn't hit the streets until after he died. Well, I think Jingle Jangle is just another so, like, drug. It was heroin before. And the but new the heroin new, seems worse than Jingle Jangle. I don't know. Hey man, we don't know what Jingle Jangle is. <laughs> no. Maybe it's heroin. It doesn't seem like heroin. But she eventually finds out who the latest the latest sugar man is, and it turns out to be Jughead's teacher, and then the Black Hood kills him in a sheriff station. Because it's Sheriff fucking Kelly. I mean, whoever it is, they can walk right past police security. And not, it be and it probably won't be in a, like a bullshit uh, ghost face kind of way, like in the scream. Ghost face, but okay. I mean, remember when he just like appeared above a holding I cell? Mean, you with, can to break it, but we'll never find out who that no. person was. Oh my god, that's so true. Oh my god, that's so true. That's so true. We're never gonna find out who that person was. Just assume it was Guy Patterson. Oh my god. Move on. Oh my god. I'm gonna tweet at the showrunners. <laughs> Which ones? The, there were two different showrunners. The ones who oh, wrote I guess that, ones who wrote yes. that episode, yeah. Oh, I just had a panic attack. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Cool. So, yes. there. That's true. It does give extra credence to the Sheriff Keller side of the argument. I still believe it's Hal Cooper. That's uh, hard being wrong, isn't it, John? I don't know. We'll find out when you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so one last thing before we go into our... our our closing arguments, superlatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, this is gonna be part of the rumor mill, so we can go into rumor mill first this time. I'm just trying to think if there's anything left we want to talk to. I did enjoy the scene where the girls chased after the drug dealer guy by mentioning the sugar oh, man, yeah. and then walked right into Archie and Jughead's like like showdown with them. That was cool. But again, it was another one like we gotta get them all together again, even though we just broke them up, and like we couldn't let that status quo just kind of sit for a while and, like, get them back together one piece at a time. Yeah, but, like, you want to see the whole gang back together. I really wanted, a, like, a solid you episode. You are an agent of chaos, John. Yes, that's what writing is. Agent. If you, would you like this show if everyone was just happy and hanging out all the time? John, I've never Because you can read show. Archie comics for that. Is that all they do? Basically. Oh, maybe I'll read them. No, but I love chaos as well. It's okay. I really wanted an episode that, like... Oh, strained Archie and Veronica's relationship by having him spend a lot more time with Betty. Okay. Because I still think that's going to happen by the end of the season. <gasps> yeah, yeah, you heard. Uh, so, that's all I'm saying. Anyway. Who are our, who are our uh, superlatives? Um, I think prom queen is Veronica. Prom king is Archie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it's Archie, too, for saving Jughead. Yeah. Twice. For at least trying. Because I'm betting that the race might not have gone well had they gone oh, yeah. for real. They're not racers. Mm-hmm. Jughead has a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw under the bus, Nick St. Clair. Fucking asshole. He might have literally gotten thrown under a bus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who is our who is our chaperone? Well, all the parents really sucked. I'm going to give it to Mayor McCoy. Really? I mean, she kind of turned... Or, or Reggie's mom. Reggie's mom. That sweet, Let's... innocent woman. But I really enjoyed Mayor McCoy making a declarative statement to the room. Be like, I'm going to shut down Southside High. Because uh, I was watching it with, with like a group and someone was just like, wait, 
Shouldn't you like make this announcement to all of Riverdale? No, that is all of Riverdale. This is it. <laughs> That's this the is entire the town thing. in that room. They're the kids and then yes, exactly. So yeah, that sounds real. Mm-hmm. Um, so my rumor mill. Did you notice in the end of the episode, Archie and uh, Fred are together and going over the events of the day or whatever, blah blah blah, and Fred is fiddling with a bottle of pills. Oh, yeah. They're going to do that, that like, addiction storyline, you think? I think that they're going to do... Here is what I would do if I was if I was writing the show. I don't know if they are going to do this, but here is what that Chekhov's gun situation made me think of. Mm-hmm. Is that he's going to get addicted to his drugs. Jingle Jangle is going to be some replacement for painkillers, because apparently that's a thing. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Black Hood is going to realize that even shooting Fred couldn't stop his sinful nature and go after him again, and that'll be, like, one of the big moments. You know, we got to save Fred. Or he'll just suffer some addiction, and it'll be, you know, more of a 90210 kind of a storyline where it's, we need to help you, Dad. And then Luke Perry goes off and makes, like, a Christmas movie and comes back a few episodes later. So... I like both of those. I know, But right? I do really like the Luke Perry goes off to make a Christmas movie angle on it. <laughs> right. So, and then we all watch that Christmas movie. Um, and, yeah. Still trying to figure out if Molly Ringwald's in town or not. Yeah, I know. She's either, like, taking a shower or she is just in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I've already exhausted my Kevin Keller, Sheriff Keller theory. Mm-hmm. The uh, Black Hood didn't really give us any new information this week, except that he just loves his little, like, wordplay bits. And <laughs> like, he's, like, bandying Betty around like a cat with a ball. It's way fun. I just, I feel like he's not as scary as people think he is. I know. Because he's I killed mean, one person and not in Riverdale. He's, so why, why is Betty just like, this will stop him? And then the Nick St. Clair thing, he doesn't kill him either. Hire him, hire someone else for that. The weird thing is he only wants to kill people who are citizens of Riverdale, but then he killed Ms. He Grundy. wants to cleanse Riverdale. She was a citizen for a bit, but, like, if you're cleansing Riverdale, she's gone. She's right. out. Yeah. Solved. Exactly. Unless, I mean, yeah, she fucking sucked. So. <laughs> I know. And it was the writers being like, there, you see? It's gone. It's gone. We're not dealing with it. Okay? <laughs> the blood is no longer on our hands. And that's another way meta thing is, like, it's, this is one of those shows that's a little bit more transparent when you can see... The writing. You see the strings. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's me and, you know, a normal person wouldn't, wouldn't see, see that the way. Strings. Like, yes. But. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I think you're hyper aware of it. I mean, we're hyper aware of it in general. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that, you know, if you were to ask, hey, why did you decide to kill off Miss Grundy? I think they would be like, you know what? The storyline was over and we wanted to really put a bow on it and we felt like her because it's true like her leaving Riverdale didn't really put a bow on it no she it was just maybe and she is a predator maybe not yeah. and if she had scored better with audiences she probably would have been around more in first season been like yeah. a real suspect or something but I'm wondering if they ever had plans for her past season one no I don't think so yeah me neither well so one thing about Riverdale that I'll that I think is kind of interesting is that unlike some shows I mean I don't know how many shows actually go in but they, there is, when they start writing season two, or season one or season two, both seasons, they had like three suspects there that could be the killer, which yeah. in a way is good because if somebody's not, you know, if, you, if you're like, okay, we're oh, going to have... this actor, if you don't think they can carry it? Or, or like, not even carry it, but like if it's like, okay, like, 
maybe it's like, okay, look, let's say they were originally going to make Jughead the killer or something. I don't think that's mm-hmm. where they were going with, but, but you know, and then as the show goes on, people start, they're like, oh my God, we love Jughead and Betty, like whatever. It's like our favorite couple, blah, blah. Then it's kind of like, oh, he's going to be the killer. I appreciate when a show is willing to adapt and change itself. The only tricky part that I don't love when shows do that is that sometimes, I mean, I'm such like a mystery fiend, like Agatha Christie's like little, like I love like things that are so intricate and like, Mm -hmm. it's like there are red herrings, but really there's one answer. Yeah. So sometimes that grinds my gears a little bit just because I'm like, oh, I like really wish that like. I could solve it. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that I could crack it, but really it's not about solving it, which I have to remember is that it's not about solving it. It's about enjoying the ride that takes us there when really I'm just a crazy person and, like, I really want to, like, solve it. And that's why this section exists. Exactly. Here's a question. I learned a lot about myself you, <laughs> just now. Do you think... Do you are you, Do you think you're disappointed that we never got to actually experience evil Cliff Blossom? Like, he never got a scene where he got to, like... Be like, yes. yes, it was me all along. Like, chew the scenery kind of thing. Yes. Um, that is one of my favorite parts of villain reveals in mm-hmm. general. We really didn't get much of it. No. I wish... I don't even need a villain monologue. I would have taken for him sitting on the ground crying and begging for forgiveness or something. Or yeah. Like, I don't need the whole, you know, mustache twirling situation. Like, it right. doesn't have to be the Pretty Little Irish, like, re- villain reveal every mm-hmm. time. No, I don't hate it. All right, I think we're uh, we're about wrapping up right now. Yeah, John's so, gotta go to Vegas. I gotta, gotta go, go to, work. to work, which is the same. Um, so where can I find you, John? Wait, don't you, do you have any stuff coming up? The uh, what was you that? added this new thing to our oh, what fu- a cool thing that we're yeah. looking at, uh, what we're doing. Right, I did. You're right. Did you like Murder on the Orient Express? I actually really did. So because that's I, a, that's a mystery thing. It is. So I have never seen. The original or read the story, which I don't know how I've lived life not doing that, but I hadn't. And um, so I was watching it and I was trying to figure it out. And then once you guys do see it, or if you already have read it, then you can totally read this article. But there's this interesting article that I read about it's it's the the title is something like why we are always fooled by the ending of the murder on the Orient Express. And is it different each time or no? It's a it's one, it's hard to explain without giving it away, but basically there's yeah. kind of a psychology behind why this particular twist is so, like, like, it's very hard to guess this twist. Hmm. Um, the only thing that I think is kind of tricky about the the movie, which I really did love, um, is there's, like, a lot of exposition, but I don't know how else you would do it in this kind of a film, like, without, yeah, so, anyway... But I really like that. I would totally go see it um, if you guys haven't seen it. I also really liked Happy Death Day, which I saw a while ago, but I didn't talk about, which is a very different movie. Mm-hmm. Also, if you guys have seen Jigsaw, tweet at me. I want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. What, what about you, John? Uh, last night I started watching The Punisher because uh-huh. it just came out. And while I was worried it would be glamorizing mass shootings and... Is that what that's Murder. about? Well, the Punisher is is is, is a um, he's an ex-soldier uh-huh. whose uh, wife and kids are killed, and then he goes on basically his own kind of crusade against crime, where he kills people uh, with a lot of guns. Cool. 
And the movie, or sorry, the new show, the Netflix series, is more interested in studying the ex-military side of things. Okay. Like, they have a whole military support group of people, and it becomes very clear very early on that, like, no, they shouldn't have guns. Uh, and Frank Castle is not a good person for, for what he does here. Yeah, that seems uh, fair. And I appreciate that, but I'm only three episodes in, so, like, we'll see how it goes in the long haul, because it's 13 episodes. So long, yeah. Is it a Marvel show? It is a Marvel show. Cool. He was in Daredevil season two. Cool. Yeah, I, I haven't actually watched those, but maybe I'll you start. You would like Jessica Jones. I've seen most of Jessica Jones. I have enjoyed Jessica yeah. Jones, but I enjoyed it more as a detective V show than as a... But you know what the mystery is from yeah. the first episode. Well, I like I liked the idea. It's like very feminist and yeah. interesting. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So where can they find you, John? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, at John Patton. They can also find me on The Catcher in the Rye. Uh, my blog, W-R-Y, is how cool. Roy is spelled. Wait. I just did my, my, my Justice League marketing bit. Yes, I'm excited to read it. I saw Justice League. It was a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I had fun. I enjoyed it. But, um, yeah. I'm, when I see it, we'll, we'll have We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Where, where can uh, you be found? You can find me at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find my pup on Instagram at Stella the Mystery Pup. She got into the curtains. You should really check that out. Um, <laughs> big day on selling Mystery Pub. <laughs> big day. New content. So much content. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, thank you guys for leaving us reviews. That was super nice of you. Anybody who has complimented my Betty impression, that was really sweet of you. I don't mm. know if I'm actually even doing this Betty impression right now. Am I? Have I? Has my mind melted and we are one? I don't know. Am I Dark Betty? Is it good? Am I still doing it good? You're doing I can't great. Stop. You're doing amazing, sweetheart. Okay, thank you. Okay. So anyway, guys, thank you for all the reviews. Real appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tweet at us. We always here to talk about Riverdale. Um, Next week will be our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Is there uh, should we do anything special? Eat food? Oh um, my god, that's a great idea. Yeah. Wait, no, you're not supposed to eat while we're recording anymore. I know. <laughs> shut up. I did it one time or several times, but it's fine. I did it more in the screen podcast. I think there's another one next week. Uh, if not, I'll issue an apology tweet yeah. to the world. Yeah. Cools. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. All right, everyone. Over and out, River Vixens.